boom all right ladies and gentlemen today we have a guest who's on a mission of creating one million it looks like we might have just lost him <laughs> but he's back all right cool so let's get this show on the road let's get this one started play this video intro here we go shut up and sit down look a business can give you everything you want in life prestige wealth freedom it can also take everything away from you. This show is for those who are willing to take that risk. These are the real life stories of entrepreneurs. But before we start, I have one small favor to ask. Please leave a comment. It can be advice, critiques, tips, feedback, or share this with someone because your engagement is the most valuable and most powerful form of social currency. So thank you and welcome to another episode of Business Bros! business bros here we go today we have an incredible guest joining us who's an expert in business growth and automation with over 15 years of experience in radio advertising sales and sales management our guest has helped businesses in various industries achieve remarkable growth their expertise lies in creating automated businesses that allow business owners to live their dreams What's fascinating is that their impact extends beyond borders having worked with clients around the world from south africa to nigeria Ivory Coast to Mexico and Canada and many more countries. Today, they're here to share their insights and strategies all with you. So if you're ready to supercharge your business, grow scale, grow your company quickly and achieve that explosive revenue and profit growth, then our guest is here to answer some questions for you. So let's dive and uncover the secrets of unlocking the success in your business journey. And let's welcome to the show our guest and CEO of Handler Consulting, Mr. Jay Handler. Welcome to the show, Jay. Let's do this thing. <laughs> I love it. What's going on? What's going on, man? All right. Many, many years that you have yeah. in in sales, in sales, right? And I'm I'm curious because uh, I heard this and it, and I've heard it from multiple people who have uh, achieved success. Most of your woes in business can be solved with sales, <laughs> and they they kind of fix a lot of things. Tell me a little bit about your background. How'd you get into the whole coaching space and, and why leave sales and go into coaching? You know, I'll tell you, it was, it was a simple decision, honestly. Um, I was in radio uh, sales and sales management for about 15 years, worked all across the country for all kinds of different radio groups. And at the end of uh, 2000 and what was it? Seven beginning of 2008, when the economy crashed, there was really no choice. You know, I was either going to lose about six figures worth of income, or I was going to start something on my own. And that was it. So I had to start something on my own. I started a text message marketing company, the first one in South Carolina, as far as I know. And we had all of the bars and the restaurants and the nightclubs and everybody you can imagine uh, all up and down Main Street using text message marketing for the first time ever. It kind of grew, kind of expanded, kind of kept on going. And when the big boys with all the money came in, I decided it was time to make a pivot, right? I mean, I, I could have sunk my 401k into it, but they'd have still destroyed me just from a financial basis, right? So I decided to make a move. And at that point, started working with chambers of commerce, trade associations uh, all around the globe, helping them sort of take advantage of what this new social media revolution had in store for them. So we were helping them, coaching and training them on how to utilize social media to, to better their prospects, to improve their sales ratios and things along those lines, to communicate more effectively with their members. 
And from there, it just started to grow. It was really kind of interesting, you know, to, to watch this go from, you know, we're here to help you learn social media to now we're doing board retreats and staff retreats and membership campaigns and all of these other things. Back in 2014, uh, we were hired by the British government to go to Pakistan, Afghanistan, and to the UAE to go work with them on an organization that they had been building called the Pakistan-Afghanistan Joint Chamber of Commerce and Industry. That was the entree into the international side of things and got to spend a week in Karachi and a week in Kabul before coming back to the States and putting our plan of action together, heading back out to uh, Washington to debrief them, and then back out to Dubai to deliver our training to the staff, to the board of directors there in those two countries. And um, it just kind of opened the doors and things just kept on rolling. Uh, unfortunately, as COVID rolled around, you know, there's not much need for a traveling consultant when you can't travel. So I had no choice but to pivot again. And it was right then and there that we created Jay Handler Consulting. And we've been working directly digitally, online only, with all sorts of business owners from around the globe. And it has been just an absolute joy. It's, it's been the, the most exciting part of my life, business-wise anyway, uh, so far. I love that because you're you've never stopped actually working with companies. And so you've seen not only did you have to pivot, but you've seen companies that had to pivot themselves. Right. You're over here trying to change the way you're doing things because of unforeseen circumstances like COVID. And yet you're coaching people that have to pivot themselves. Maybe they don't know how to do that. Maybe they're they're struggling with some of these processes. When you talk to entrepreneurs and, you know, they're thinking about scaling quickly or they're thinking of maintaining that revenue source that's been coming in when things like COVID happen, what are some of the big problems that you see uh, that they struggle with? Maybe they can't, uh, they don't have a strategy in place. Maybe they don't have a plan for rapid growth. What do you see that most of these companies are struggling with that you kind of go in and help them fix? You know, any company that's trying to pivot, any company that's trying to change the direction that they've been going in for many, many, many years, potentially, that's an automatic challenge because they've got so many people embedded in the organization saying, well, that's just not the way we do it. We've always done it like this. This is how we do it here. The, you know, Our local community would never accept it if we did it like this or that. And it, it's those stuck in the mud thought processes that really cause, I think, most of the problems. You know, um, there are people that we like to call cavemen, right? The citizens against virtually everything. And, and the NIMBYs, not in my backyard, right? All of these people that will protest anything and everything that looks like change. And business owners have to understand that, yeah, people are going to protest some change. But if you can showcase to them how this change benefits them, not just you, if you can showcase what you're going to be able to do for them that you couldn't do before and how it's going to lead them to greater revenues, higher success, their, all of their ratios are going to go through the roof, et cetera. It'll start to come together. You know, uh, the next piece of it, really, the biggest challenge after that, I think, is communication. You know, people can pivot all day long, but if you can't communicate the reasoning and the rationale for that pivot, to the people who have been paying you up until now, or the people who are considering paying you next, it's gonna be dramatically painful for you as an organization. So we've gotta have that. And third, 
I think you hit it right on the head. There is no plan. You know, most Americans anyway, I mean, I, I know we've got people listening in from everywhere, but most Americans spend more time planning their family's summer vacation than their own retirement, than their own business. It, it, it doesn't make any sense, but it's exactly what happens. And so businesses need to have those contingency plans, those business continuity plans. And that's one of the things that we help them put in place. You know, we've got to make sure that we know, okay, if things go bad, what are we going to do? What's the next step? How do we come out of a COVID? How do we respond to a national disaster? You know, things along those lines. So yeah, there's there's a lot that goes into being ready to pivot, to make that kind of a change. But again, it really comes down to perseverance and it comes down to the strength of the ownership team and the leadership. Yeah, that company culture can be a... a a cancer or it can be the catalyst that pushes you forward. And I think uh, having someone like you in there to kind of help guide and mold, that makes a big difference. You hear that saying where you can't teach an old dog new tricks. Well, I don't know if that's true. It's just that the old dog doesn't necessarily want to learn the new trick. And <laughs> the trick there is to get that dog to want to do that. I think that's what you're doing with a, with a lot of these companies. And you also had the uh, Accelerator Academy, if I'm not mistaken, where entrepreneurs uh, can learn some stuff to help them kind of excel their business. What can they expect if they join that? And what kind of results have you seen from participants in that space? Yeah, I appreciate you mentioning it. So it's the Acceleration Academy is a group coaching program that I created uh, February last year. So we're what about a year and a half in now, and it's been going gangbusters. You know, um, business owners are jumping in there and we're creating a community. It, it's not just this one-to-one -one coaching where, you know, you get me and that's great but you get nothing else. You don't get any additional support. With the group coaching program that we launched, now we've built this, this again, this great cohort of business owners who are all working together. They're all processing new information together. They're holding each other accountable to the lessons. They're coming together and learning as a team. And so we've gotta be able to break the information down into nuggets that quite frankly, every single one of them can understand. So we've gotta make sure that by having this group dynamic that we're not leaving anybody behind or that we're not being too slow for anybody. You know, we want to make sure that everybody's getting what they need, but what are they getting? We're talking about how to increase their pricing. We're talking about how to eliminate inefficiencies to both qualify and more importantly, disqualify their potential clients, their prospects more quickly. We're teaching them to lower their uh, expenses. We're teaching them how to utilize social media to their benefit, how to create marketing strategies and structures, how to put together a marketing calendar, what should be on that marketing calendar, how to use SEO to their advantage and hashtags. And I mean, just over and over and over and over again. We'll have guest, co uh, guest hosts come in and join us to give a presentation on different topics throughout the year. But again, it's a weekly group and we get together and really go through, not just the, hey, let's go learn something, but we also go through the, the process of community building. So every single week when we get on our weekly call, we're talking about wins for the week. And we wanna look at every single person in the room and say, okay, what did you succeed at this week? What should we be sharing? Because if you had a, a great success this week, we can learn lessons from that. And we're gonna talk about the lessons learned as we move through the process. So everybody gets an opportunity to talk about what's going well, what they're struggling with. We get to go through the process of explaining how we can correlate that experience to everybody's business. 
And then we'll go into some training. We'll go into a topic of the day, whatever it might be. And again, it could be anything from marketing, management, leadership, scaling, pricing, you name it. It's all about helping business owners who may very well have been experts in their industry, but knew absolutely nothing about how to run a business when they started their business. And that's the vast majority of businesses. You know, we all hear these horrible statistics, right? About first year closings and second year closings and third year closings. And it's all because business owners start businesses without understanding how to be a business owner. You know, they don't realize that there's a different skill set required. You have to know different things. You have to be able to do different things and you have to do them differently. And if you don't know what those are, then you need somebody in your corner to tell you, okay, this is step one. This is step two. This is step three. There's an art and a science to doing business. And when it comes to the science piece, we've got to do some things in particular in a certain order. You know, there's four fundamental foundations as far as I'm concerned of any business. And we've got to build those four cornerstones before we can do anything else. It starts off, I call them the four M's. It starts off with your mission. If you don't have a good mission statement, if you don't know what the mission of your business or your organization is, then you're going to have a very difficult time following the compass because you don't have the compass, right? That's what the mission statement really is for. So we start off with that mission. What are we all about? What do we do? Why do we do it? How are we gonna do it? From there, once we understand our mission and only then we can go in to start looking at our market, right? Our customer base, our audience, our ideal customer profile, our 80-20 rule customer, our avatar, whatever you wanna call it. But if we don't have a rock solid foundation, I mean, if we don't really truly know everything there is to know about that ideal customer, it's gonna be very difficult to move forward because the next step is going to be deciding where to find them, the medium, right? Where am I gonna be talking to these people? Well, you can't figure out where to talk to them if you can't describe them in great, great clarity. You know, are there places like trade associations that they belong to? where we could speak to hundreds, maybe even thousands of our ideal customers all at one time, rather than piecemeal, one at a time, two at a time, three at a time, cold calling nonsense. Can we put you into a Facebook group or a LinkedIn group that has almost exclusively your audience built in, sitting there waiting to hear from you? Once we figure out who your audience is, it makes it much, much easier to figure out where we're going to go to talk to them, traditional media, digital media, social media, wherever we're going to be. And only then, once we've identified that, that's when we can start to identify the messaging. If you try to put out messaging before you know those other three pieces, all you're doing is throwing spaghetti against a wall and hoping something sticks. You don't have a basis. There's no strategy. You're just yelling into the wind. But if you know what you're trying to accomplish, who you're trying to accomplish it for, and where you can speak to them, where you're going to be speaking to them. Now we can use those three foundational tools to craft a message that is in that audience's language so they'll understand it. You know, people aren't going to say, hey, Jay, I need a business coach. What they're going to say is, I'm struggling my business. I'm stuck in second gear. I can't seem to get off the hamster wheel. I'm frustrated because we're not growing. I may have to go back and take a J-O-B. When you hear things like that, that's the language they're using. I need to know those words so that in my marketing, I can say, hey, are you frustrated with the current situation in your business? Are you afraid that you're going to have to abandon your business and go back to that just over broke, that J-O-B, because you don't know how to get past the next obstacle? 
if we can speak directly to the pain in the language that they're speaking, it's going to be so much easier to get them the help that they need. Yeah, you know, you hear over and over again how entrepreneurship is a very lonely sport. And you mentioned how businesses die after a year, two years, three years. And a lot of it has to do with this whole idea of burnout. They are doing everything themselves. And the problem really is they're spinning their wheels. They're they're doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. And after time, they just get completely burnt out. And Tony Robbins talks about changing your environment. Sometimes it's changing that mindset. Sometimes it's changing who you're surrounding yourself with. Sometimes it's whatever it is to get yourself in that in that situation. And I feel like what you're describing, especially being around a group of like-minded individuals is what's going to help an entrepreneur kind of get to that space. Early on, you mentioned how you're helping them go. You, got, you started helping companies go into text messaging marketing when it was uh, early on. And how you helped with uh, people with their social media uh, campaigns, so they're they're getting inbound leads versus having to chase. A lot of these things seem subtle, and entrepreneurs know they need to do that. They just don't know those necessary steps. And when you're in a group of people like you have in the Accelerator Academy that are all working towards that same goal, that are testing things out, it kind of gives you that motivation to keep going. You're going to find that success rate that you're looking for. And the the way you crafted your messaging, starting with your, your mission, starting with your, why are you doing this? Going into who are you, you know, who's the market? Where are these people hanging out? And using that information to craft the message. Well, of course, it's going to make sense because now you're talking to actual people. Because at the end of the day, I think as entrepreneurs and as marketers, we forget that the, we're talking to a human being. We're trying to figure out the hack to get right. to talk to that human being. But they're still a human being. So you've worked with companies of all sizes. What, I mean, you, you, you've laid out perfectly how we can craft the message. Are there any other like key strategies or tactics that work best for maybe the different stages that companies are going through in their growth? You know, one of the one of the biggest things that I can tell people, and, and I, I say it all the time. Matter of fact, I was just saying it a few minutes ago to my to my team. You know, we've got to understand that the the strongest move you can make, no matter what industry, no matter what geography, no matter what, you know, where you are in your business, you know, as far as lifetime is concerned. One of the most important things that every single one of us can do and should be doing is asking for help. You know, mm. somebody has been where you are before, you know, no matter what you think you're facing, no matter how unique what you're facing, you think might be hundreds, thousands, millions, maybe of, of entrepreneurs who came before you have already gone through that obstacle. Now, a lot of them failed. A lot of them came to that obstacle and couldn't figure it out and stayed right where they were or folded. But many have figured it out. And if you just reach out and ask somebody who's been there before, you can get the help you need to get through it. We don't need to wait three, four, five years to be successful. We can accelerate the growth. That's why we call it the Acceleration Academy. We can accelerate that growth by, instead of learning from your own lessons, learning from somebody else's who came before you. You know, one of the, the major tenets of my coaching program is that we need to blow up the landmines before we step on them. So mm -hmm. if we know, for example, that we're going to get the same objection over and over and over and over again, wouldn't it be better rather than having to hear that objection just one more time or threatening to rip our hair out or throw the computer across the room if anybody says this to me ever again, 
what if we could just design that flaw out of the system so that now we don't have to deal with that objection any longer? You know, well, Jay, your prices are too high. Okay, great. Let me build that out of the program so that now when I get on a, a, an initial call with you, I'm going to say, listen, I, I got to tell you, this is not the cheapest program you're ever going to find, but I can assure you this, we're going to put you in touch with the right people. We're going to help you grow in this way, in that way. We're going to do A, B, C, D, and E for you. And you are never going to find somebody more committed to your success. If we can get past that money, then we're good. So let's blow that up. Let's get rid of that objection before we move on. And listen, I've got different programs for all sorts of different uh, types of businesses, all sorts of different financial situations. So if I tell you about my pricing and you get scared, I want you to promise me that we can just have an open discussion about that so that I can help fit you into the right program. Because there's another one available. I promise you, we'll find a way. Now, by yeah. doing that, that monetary objection is gone. They can't come back to me with that anymore. I've overcome it and I don't have to deal with it in the presentation. So it, it's things like that. It's, it's making sure that we understand what people are going to say. And, you know, we take those, those nuggets, those objections that they give us. And if we track them, we can create FAQs so that we can answer them on our website. We can build out those, those procedures so that we can dismantle that landmine before we step on it. And again, much smoother sailing, much faster acceleration if we don't have to worry about running through a minefield. Yeah, you know, automations are absolutely vital. My uh, my brother's a big uh, guy on automation. He came out of the Navy. And one of the things he talks about is how SOPs, standard operating procedures in the, in the military are written in blood. In other words, the the standard operating procedure is written down because somebody got hurt doing something either they weren't supposed to or the wrong way and you know when you said it it it's it was really subtle but it's really important asking for help when you don't know something is probably the the one of the keys to success the secret hacks to success in business overall you were literally talking about different automa automations that you can put into place to help kind of smooth your process so you're not answering the same questions over and over again and yet people don't ask for help because they don't know how to set up these automations how to put these things in place do you feel it's more of an well i'm gonna i'm i'm pretty sure it's both an ego or a fear thing that stops people from asking for that help that you know you need so you can put things in place like autom automations or FAQ pages or funnels or all these different things that they know they should be doing but don't know how. You know, I, I think it's really, I think there's really two answers to that. You know, I, I think absolutely there's some ego, there's some fear behind that. It's, it's more about, I don't want to look foolish. I don't want to look like I don't know the answer to this question. You know, I, I give you an example. I had a client and she's another coach. She has a one-on-one -on -one group, or, I'm sorry, one-on-one -on -one, uh, uh, training that she was able to fill up very, very easily. I mean, every single time somebody expressed interest, she's closing. An 80% closing rate, it's ridiculous. But she had a group coaching program that wasn't going so well. She couldn't get anybody to actually enter the program. It was stagnant. And so we started to design a, a program to, to figure out, well, where are we going to go? How are we going to fix this? Well, in order to do it, we had to apply coaching 101. We had to start by identifying what data she had, 
and what data she didn't have. Now, come to find out, she had a lot of information. She knew how many people were coming to her website, where they were going, what they were doing, how long they were staying, and everything else that we needed. So we started the process by asking, okay, well, where does the breakdown occur? Where do we start seeing that friction, that, that spot where the clients are kind of getting backed up? They're not moving on to the next step. And we were able to pretty quickly identify it. We found out that, listen, I'm getting plenty of leads still. There's plenty of people coming to my website. That's not the issue. My emails are getting opened at a great rate. That's not the issue. What we found was that at one particular place, once she was ready to invite them to join one of her programs, she would send them an email and they would have to fill out an intake form. Now, you can imagine if you're charging five, ten, fifteen thousand dollars for a one-on-one -on -one group, or I'm sorry, a one-on-one -on -one coaching program, you might want to know a lot about your prospective customer before you bring them on board. Mm -hmm. But the, with the group coaching program, she was using the exact same template, the exact same form you had to fill out. Well, think about your audience for a second. Is the audience for your one-on-one -on -one coaching and the audience for your group coaching the same group of people? I would say absolutely no. Your one-on-one, -on -one, they're more established. They've been around longer. They know more than your group coaching program clients who are just looking for that entry level, get me started. And so what we found was that these folks who are interested in our group coaching program were getting to this questionnaire and realizing they couldn't answer the questions. They were too advanced. And so they were dropping right there. They were backing out from there. It was the form that stopped them. So we said, okay, great. Let's remove the form altogether and see what happens. She removed the form altogether, kept it for her one-on-one -on -one coaching, but for the group coaching, there's no longer a form that you need to fill out. There's no longer questions that are going to trick you. And her group coaching program took off. The, the whole point is people don't want to admit that they don't know the answers, especially when they think that they should. And when it's their business, they certainly think they should know the answers. So, yeah, I think a large part of it is right there, is in that fear of admitting that I don't know what the hell I'm doing, as opposed to just not knowing what you're doing. And that's the other side of it. You know, we don't teach business to most people. Most business owners didn't go to college for business, marketing, you know, any of that. So here we are opening this business with, you know, again, best of intentions, but we don't realize that there is that second skill set, that new skill set that we have to have that allows us to be a successful entrepreneur. And unless somebody teaches you the steps and shows you how to get through the science part of it, you're never going to get to the art. So, yeah, I think it's I think it's both, if that makes any sense. No, it totally makes sense. And I kind of wanted to talk about those those limitations because. You know, on the one hand, as a coach, you're trying to remove some of these self-imposed limitations. That form is a self-imposed limitation. You don't know, and you can literally just ask, hey, what's what does this mean? And get the answer and fill it in. But the limitation that that client puts on themselves is, I don't know, and I'm afraid to ask and, and move forward. Um, so as a coach, you're kind of saying, okay, well, let's let's remove some of these obstacles. Let's make it as easy as possible so that they can continue moving forward and get the help they need so that eventually at some point later on, they have the confidence to fill out a form like that. That's kind of where, where this group coaching was at. So how do you help business owners kind of break yeah. through those barriers that are self-imposed? Cause I feel all of them are, 
right? Every, all the all the barriers that we have in front of us, the obstacles, the uh, the anything, the unknown that you don't know in your business, the objection that you get from the client, anything that's stopping you, all those things are are usually self imposed when you turn around and quit, walk away, like you did, like you were describing in that group session. How do you help entrepreneurs kind of face those? those imposter syndromes, those self-imposed ceilings. Yeah. Well, okay. So now imposter syndrome, something completely different in my opinion. Okay. But what you were talking about originally, I'll come back to imposter syndrome. If I can just put that in the parking lot for a second, but yeah. the rest of what you were talking about is fear. That's all it is. It's fear. The reality is that 99% of what's going to stop a business owner is fear. The problem with fear isn't that we have it. It's that we can't define real fear versus perceived fear. Hmm. You know, our brain is, you mentioned earlier, I, I want to go backwards. You, you mentioned earlier that we're still dealing with people, right? They may be business owners. They may be this, they may be that, they may be from here or there. They may have this experience or that, but they're all human beings. And building a business requires an understanding of human psychology. How do people think? How do they react? How do they respond? How do they buy? What are they afraid of? What's going to slow them down? And when you start getting into some of that, you realize that there are these real fears and these perceived fears. You know, a real fear. Oh, my God, my bank account is empty and all the bills are due. What am I going to do? Hmm. Right. That's a real fear. There's a real reason to be afraid at that point. I don't know what to do. I'm scared. How am I going to find the money? to be able to pay the bills I need to pay to keep going. Okay, great. Perceived fear. A dog is barking and you're scared. Now, you could look at that dog and realize it's on a chain. It can't get to you. There's nothing to be afraid of. But your brain, you're a biological being. Your brain is going to do what your brain is built to do. Your brain is built to protect you. So whether it's your ego or your life, your brain is there to protect you. And so when you start getting those signals, when you start feeling those twinges, we all know what fear feels like at the very beginning. We all know that anxiety. We know what those what that acid buildup in our stomach feels like. We know what that tension in our neck. We know what it looks like, what it feels like. If we can recognize those as signs from our brain warning us that there's something different, that's all our brain is telling us. Something's out of whack here, right? Our brain is built to notice little, tiny, imperceptible changes, right? We're in the jungle. The lion is walking through the grass. We have to be trained. Our eyes have to be ready. Our brain has to be ready to see almost imperceptible movement that says, hey, those bushes are moving differently than the wind is blowing the other. Something's going on over there. That's the way the brain is built. That's what we're built to do. So if we can understand that our brain is going to kick up these signals, whether the, the, the fear is real or just perceived, our brain is still going to kick up the same symptoms, that, symptoms, excuse me, the same system, the same, I don't know why I can't get that word out of my, out of my head, the same symptoms. There we go. We're going to get that adrenaline rush. We're going to get those butterflies. All of that's going to happen. What we have to do is understand that our brain does not know it all. All it's doing is warning us. It's just a flashing light. It's not saying run. It's not saying you're in danger. It's saying look around. 
Stop, take a breath and look around. When that fear hits you the next time, business owner, I want you to stop and just ask yourself, is this a real fear or is this a perceived fear? And if it's a perceived fear, we can just let it go. There's nothing really there. If it's a real fear, then let's deal with it head on. But 90% of them are perceived. Yeah, you're 100% right. And 99, but it's it's asking yourself that question at that moment, right? At that moment where, you, because that fear can also be debilitating. But if you can identify that it is a perceived fear versus an actual fear, then it's almost a trigger like, hey, you're in the right direction. You're feeling this because you don't know what that next step is going to be. But maybe you should take that next step because yeah. that's exactly where you want to be. That's where that fear is kind of building up. All right. Well, uh, before well, we head out, Jake, because we're running low on time. Out, Go for it. I was just going to say, I was just going to say the key to figuring it out, the key to being able to do that is identifying the triggers earlier, right? Those first symptoms of fear. What does it look like at the very beginning? What's that first feeling that you get? Don't wait for it to be that acid buildup in your stomach and, and your stomach's upset. Get the very, very first clue and use that as your trigger to look at it and say, okay, real or proceed those triggers man because then you can perceive them ahead of time you know what's going to be the trigger you know what the response is going to be and you know how to move forward all right jay before we head out man you've shared a lot of great nope. information with us today some, some very straight strategy and tactics especially when it comes to messaging um, and creating your your marketing campaigns so that you know how to talk to a specific audience that you're looking for to acquire some customers which is super valuable but if people want to reach out to you they want to work with you they like how you operate how can they do that you know, the, the easiest way is to go to the website. I know you've got that uh, scrolling down below. So you can go to the website, handlerteam.com, and you can schedule a 30-minute call. You know, it's not going to cost you anything. It would be my honor to invest 30 minutes of my time working with you to see if there's a fit. You know, um, there's no sales pitch coming during those 30 minutes. It's just you and I working on your challenge. You know, if after that 30 minutes, we decide we want to talk about what it looks like to work together, we can do that. But I want to offer everybody that's listening, a free 30-minute consult. Just go over to handlerteam.com and join me. Perfect. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that's that's it. Look, if you're in business, you definitely need to be talking to people that are like-minded, people that can kind of guide you in the direction that you want to go. And, and Jay's literally doing that. He did that for you for 30 minutes here on the phone. Imagine what it would be like if you could ask him direct questions about you and your business. I bet you it could take you to a whole different mindset, just to open the door to see something you didn't even know was there because of, the, of a different perspective. That's the power of coaching. So make sure you guys check it out. Go to his website, handlerteam.com, handlerteam.com. Jay, thank you very much for being on the show today. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll catch you guys on the next one. Peace. And we're out. It's over. Go home. Is your business in need of marketing? Try starting a podcast. But not just any podcast. Podcast like a pro. We can show you how to take your business from being invisible to becoming a brand people trust. Go to www.businessbros.biz to get started today. Business Bros!